Welcome, bride chillas and groom chillas. Groom chillas? Alicia, let's uh, let's workshop that. You're listening to the Save the Date Wedding Podcast, the number one wedding podcast hosted by author, comedian, and wedding advice giverer Alicia McCormick. Q-neck Thursday. That's how we roll. And I'm joined by another woo voice. (laughs) You may have heard her last week. Uh, Alex Miles, thank you so much for coming back. She's a wonderful author. She's a a mum. She's a writer. She's a bloody superwoman. You're too kind. No, thank you very much. (laughs) Uh, 60 seconds for a happy Bride is your book. Hey, it's great to have you here because I love having people help me with Q&A. Thank you. I'm glad, very excited to be here. Well, I feel like Q&A is one of those things that I really enjoy doing, but it's also good if I give the wrong advice. And I use the <laughs> air quotes wrong. They can't just blame. If you're here, they can blame you too. Um, should we just crack on? Let's do it. All right. So Steph, Steph Gear wrote to me and she says, Hey, Alicia, I feel a little silly doing this, but you're always saying how much you love hearing from your bride chillers, so I thought I'd get in touch. Right. Thanks for getting in touch. Thank you. You're not silly. I absolutely love your podcast. Before my man popped the question, I'd never really had uh, getting married as a priority in my life. Now, yep. I like that. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people, there's this idea. Sorry, I'm just Steph. I'm getting back to your question yeah. in a second. But do you find, I, I was not the fantasy gown dreaming sort of bride. Yeah. I didn't have those great urges before, did you? I reckon I did in like... I remember being at the dentist in about year 10, which was about 16, and pulling out a really sexy mauve coloured bridal gown from a magazine at the dentist. Delicious. Um, Didn't end up going with that on the big day. Right. Um, But so I must have at that point in time been thinking, which is weird because I'm not at all a girly girl, but for some reason that mauve dress really spoke to me. Oh, I like it. Um, You're ahead of your time. I know. And then... um, And then... No, I don't think. I definitely thought about married life with Paul mm. and thought about, um, yeah, just being married to him. But I don't reckon I – I definitely didn't have a list of this is what everything's going to happen. Plan. This is Which is why we just put it off for ages. We It was like, yeah, nine or so months before we actually did anything. When we first got engaged, one thing I liked, you know, because the fiancé saying, this is my fiancé, I think can sometimes sound a bit awkward Terrible. and wanky. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, we just had never really come up with a better solution. But I did like saying, practicing, um, saying about how you could get, like, for telephone, like someone rings up and says, could you, uh, would you like to give us some money? Or, you know, I go, my fiancé would not be very happy about that. Oh, we just planned angry yes. things. Yeah, right. So I found really nice. My fiancé does not like cheese. Yeah. <laughs> he likes cheese. <laughs> of course he does. My fiancé uh, doesn't like people being late. So we, we would just practice. We went with fiancé. We were the Ooh. same. Like, we just didn't. I was like, Ugh, I just don't think I like being called fiancé. Yeah. Um, so we just call each other. Like, I'd be like, hey, fiancé. I love that. Um, fiancé. Yeah. So we, um, yeah, I'm trying to think. Because we must have, I think I just put it off as well for a long time because I was a bit scared about, like, I just did not know where to start. And so... Yeah, and as well, because we, um, one of my girlfriends made my wedding ring, and so, oh. yeah, she's very talented. That's pretty handy, um, having someone, a jeweler. Yeah, I'm your... just going to give her a plug if I Please, can. Please, plug. Annie Apostolides from Mavro Jewelry, and she makes amazing, amazing wedding rings. And she, um, so she and Paul 
Paul ended up proposing with with another ring, and then um, Paul and Annie and I together designed our ring and, How and made lovely. it. Yeah, it was really amazing. And she, so it's almost like the first sort of three or four months was just being excited about this making the ring and then we just both got busy and didn't do anything and then it wasn't until christmas that everyone was like when are you getting married when are you getting married thanks and family then, yeah i know and then that's when i started to go oh okay yeah i better start thinking about this whole marriage thing i do find uh, and we're early in the year and i think a lot of people have just gotten engaged yeah congrats 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 but i did do an episode quite early on in january just saying listen rush yeah buy a couple of mags obviously listen to a wedding podcast yeah, of course just make that a priority yeah, but you don't one. have to make all these decisions right now yeah and just enjoy being engaged as yes. well it's really fun my um brother and sister to be just got engaged like what like four days ago amazing and i am just so 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 excited and i'm I've, excited for her to be able to have a sister-in-law that's written a wedding plan <laughs> yeah, that'll be handy <laughs> um and i'd forgotten how i might like oh, they great. are just beaming and so excited and we're like they're coming over for dinner tonight because we were away on the weekend so i haven't hadn't seen them yet um and it's just like i'm so excited to share that part with them so just yeah, don't be rush. Bask. Yeah. You're going to be married for the rest of your life, so there's really not that big a hurry to get yeah, it all done. Yeah, don't rush. Enjoy all the yeah. things and enjoy all the wine and champagne people are going to yes. give you. Yes. Steph, I do apologize. We'll get back to your <laughs> question. <laughs> now, I've lost my place. Uh, so she says she's not a girl that's been planning her dream day since she was six. And while I was over the moon because I was going to spend the rest of my life with my best friend and the best bloke I've ever known, good, well done. I felt lost. She had so many questions from people that I had no answers to. Mm. I was overwhelmed. About six months after we got engaged, I found your podcast and it really helped me put things together. It really helped me realize the parts of the day that are important to us and really just made me feel happy about planning this day rather than sick. Oh, we don't want you to feel sick. Yeah, don't feel sick. That really makes me... I'm happy that you're saying this. Mm. I have great girlfriends, but they live around the world and none are married. So your advice has really been invaluable. Keep up the great work. I love the totes. I'm going to buy them for each of my bridesmaids to fill with goodies on the day. You're the best. No question here. It's just a statement. <laughs> You're the best? No. You're the best. <laughs> so uh, I just wanted to share that, but I think it was really nice that yeah. I picked this for you, Alex, because I thought, you know, in our last episode, you talked about being a little bit worried and having a yeah. bit of anxiety. And I think that's nice that Steph said that she had a mind shift yeah. with her planning. Yeah, that's great. And I'm really excited for you Steph that that's happened earlier rather than later yes um because sometimes it doesn't happen until right at the end or unfortunately for some people at it's all. not until like a year after the wedding when they're like why did I waste all that time what was I doing yeah um so good on you for recognizing that that's half the battle um you can't like if you are a warrior that's the other thing people kind of say talk about being a warrior like it's an awful awful thing to have but I sort of feel like for me, it's my best and my worst quality. Mm. Like, I, I think it helps me. Like, I just really want things to be as best as they can be. And yeah. and as long as you manage it, which it sounds like you're doing all the steps to do, Steph, um, it, can be, it can be a really good thing because it means that you care about it. Um, and it's going to be such a – oh, I want to come to your wedding. It's gonna I want to go to every <laughs> listener's wedding. <laughs> it's going to be such a, an amazing day for you and your lovely best friend. Mm. And you're just 
yeah, you've, you've totally, it sounds like you've really got your head screwed on and mm. you've got your priorities right. And as well, just don't be too hard on yourself as you can't, you know, as the months, um, I don't know when your wedding is, but it's in the months ahead in the lead up, you might, there'll be peaks and troughs in things like once you, you've got like the weekend where you need to do the seating plan. Like that's often one that happens right at the end. If you're having a sit down wedding, maybe you're not, and then you can not need to worry about that. Mm. Um, but you know, there'll be little points along the way that will be more difficult than others. Um, but when in doubt, open a bottle of wine and sit down with your best friend and just nut it out together and have a laugh. Yeah. And and you, it's going to be so much fun. I feel like that should be the message of today. And you just said it, Alex, don't be too hard on yourself. This is not yeah. an exercise of, you know, self-doubt and yeah. self-blame and all this sort of bullshit. It's like going, you're only one-man band. As you said in last Monday's episode, that the idea, we're not born to organize events. Yeah. Unless you're an event planner by trade, it's a it's really not, complicated yeah, thing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And heart, like you said, if you're bridesmaids or overseas, you know, you do feel a little bit isolated mm. and you don't quite know where to, to look. Um, but it sounds like you're doing all the right things, Steph, and you're going to have the best day. Thank you for writing, Steph. You're amazing. I just wanted to share that because I think it was very appropriate to Alex's ethos of her wonderful book as well. Vanessa writes, I'm looking for a little advice. You've come to the right place. <laughs> We're getting married nine months from today in Mexico. Woohoo! Hola! We, hola! <laughs> we have saved the dates about to go out this weekend. Mm-hmm. Our hotel we are staying uh, at, at. Sorry, I'm going to read this properly. Yeah, go, go for it. Thank you. <laughs> I'm 34. <laughs> Our hotel we are staying at closes the room block 120 days out. What's the room block? Oh, okay. it's in when you, yeah, yeah, yeah. When you got can block it. Yep, out yep, your yep. room. So this is, uh, so obviously Vanessa, I'm not going to say obviously, but I feel like Amer- Vanessa may be an American citizen. Okay. And uh, in America, they can block out allocated rooms yeah. for hotels. Yeah. And then, then you you've got 128 days where they are then open it to the public. Correct. Yeah, great. Yep, yep. So when do you suggest sending out the invite? Six months out? Just want to make sure everyone has enough time to plan before their block closes. I just found your podcast last week and I am obsessed. Three exclamation marks. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, Vanessa, this is a great question because I think it's hard when you are asking, obviously this is a destination wedding. Mm. I keep saying obviously. Um, well, I feel like this is yeah, a destination I, yeah, wedding. Yeah, I concur. And... It is difficult when you're asking people to travel, mm. uh, but you also don't want to take on. I'm just just riffing here. Though, Alex. <laughs> riff you're away, riff away. <laughs> I feel like the idea that you can offer accommodation, yeah, but you don't want to be taking it all on. It's not, yeah, entirely your responsibility. You're spot on. So, so I'll just do a quick number crunch. We're nine months out, aren't we? Correct. Save the dates have just gone out. Yep, she's oh, she's. We have to save the dates about, oh, to, about go to go out. out. Yeah, yep. great. So they would have gone out. So, okay. So this might... Mm, what can be... I don't know if you've done this in your save the date already or not. Mm. Um, if you haven't maybe... And you have a website or something that people can look at, mm. then that would, can still communicate it. It's handy even if um, for destination weddings, for the save the dates, um, you're great getting out this early. Um it can sometimes be handy to follow up with people to find out um, just from the save the date what what their general intention is of going. So yes. it's not quite. It's all like it's. I guess it's different to the invite because the invite's still coming. Yeah. But if you know from this point that you've got like maybe half your guests are coming or 
80% of them are coming or not. Um, and you won't be able to follow up every individual one and don't worry about that. But if you can get a bit of a gauge just from the save the dates as to whether they're coming or not, that'll help you know whether, like, is it even something you need to worry about yes, to begin with? that's a good point. So maybe try to get a bit... Um, you know, for other listeners, if you if you are doing a destination wedding, perhaps include that like a little line about that in your save the date, so that people know to to try to make contact with you. Just yeah. to save save a bit of work. Um, but yeah, if they've already gone out, that's fine. You can just um, you can you know you can follow that up. And then I'd say um, if having a, a website or some sort of space online where people can come and particularly for destination weddings, to find information about where they're going um, is a really good idea. Yeah. And if you – I think you can have the block on your – it's hard to, um, to riff about it because we don't know exactly <laughs> where you're staying. But if it is in a town or somewhere that has several accommodation options – Good point. Um, you can, of course, you've got that block um, hold, like held um, – but really, you can sort of say to people, this is your, your first preference. Here's some other ones if that doesn't work out for you. And then really, it's not your job no. to organize every Then you've got to cut the cord, I think. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And it is true that, you know, some people have different budgets. Some people yep. say, we don't want yep. to stay in a hotel. We're going to Airbnb it or yep. we are going to camp somewhere yeah. down the road. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, everyone's got different priorities. <laughs> yeah. And I also think you can be a little I feel like hotels can be negotiable they'll say 120 days and get really good but I think if you're polite yeah you and, and it depends if it's peak tourism season exactly. I suppose yep. in Mexico that's obviously around the year probably quite busy but you, it always helps to have a chat and just yeah. say what really is the final cutoff yeah exactly or is you know is there possible uh negotiating points on price even if you don't block the rooms out, but later on, can they come back and get yeah. a good cheeky deal? Yeah, and because even with the room block, say they miss that cutoff day, mm. it doesn't necessarily mean that those those hundred rooms you got like on hold are automatically gone the no. day after that hundred and twenty no. days. It just means that the uh, the general public might get them, and then it really it's up to the individual I like agree. they need to to organise it. And can I also just say a lot of the times I had a similar question about six months ago, and I did some research about room blocking, and the hotel were being dickheads. Yeah. They were saying if you don't have use the rooms you'll pay and I was like well get fucked that's yeah. actually not really legal they can't I don't think depending on what state yeah, you are yeah. don't take legal advice from me <laughs> but they were being very uh, manipulative yeah. I thought that was really bad sports it for was bad sports weddings. I don't like that place no I didn't either. Yeah. And I think my lovely listener from memory also went, you can jack it. Yeah. But one thing I have found that a lot of the time the room block prices aren't as good as Hotels.com and yeah, some of right. the other big hotels combined. So I also think room blocks can be good, but also maybe do a little shopping on yeah. some deals, websites, because yeah. sometimes they it's get better the deals. All all. No. Yeah. yeah. Vanessa. We wish you all the best. Yes, good luck. I think this is very exciting. Mexico sounds delicious. I know. I've been to Mexico. It is, in fact, I have delicious. Not been to Mexico. Yeah, get it on the list. Vanessa, as always, we're available to come <laughs> <on>. <laughs> Is that bad? No. That I, I mean, people do write and say, if you're in the area, and one day I'll be rich enough to do that, I'll just pop in and they'll go, who's this rando? And go, it's just Alicia. You did invite me. Uh, I'm so delighted to be having you. Have you got time to stick around for another question? Yes, please. Let's do it. If, if you are wondering who this lovely voice is, it's Alex Miles. She's here. She's the author of 60 Secrets for a Happy Bride. That's right. 60. There's 60. It's a cracking book. Thank you. You can win it. You can purchase mm. it. Go to Instagram. 
Go to Instagram and 60secrets.com.au. Oh, she's a good, good plugger. All right, more <laughs> Q&A after this very short moment. We are smashing through your wedding Q&A questions today. I've got a secret helper. She's not secret. <laughs> she's a real person. She's sitting across from me. I'm recording this while I'm in Australia. When you hear this, I won't be here anymore. Aww. I'll be wearing a puffer jacket. No. My tan will have faded. <laughs> I will be going back to uh, the sun going down at 3 p.m. Yeah. If you're new to the show, you hear the accent. I'm in Australian, but I live in London Yeah. for the time being. Come back. Come back. This whole trip has been people going, so when are you coming home? Yeah. When are you coming home? What What's do you tell on? them? We, well, at the beginning we were quite going, we don't know. And then yeah. we really have enjoyed being here going, yeah. what are we doing? Yeah. I love you, London. Don't get me wrong. But I yeah. do love the sun and our friends. So we will see. Good question. By the end of this podcast, I might Q&A. Have... Over Q&A. to you. Thank you. I when love are you it. coming She's... home? Q&A. Um, <laughs> Sue me. Uh, Ingrid wrote to me. Now, I thought this was a good question because we're Aussies. Yeah. Hi, Ingrid. Ingrid is a, has written to me before. She's wonderful. Great. And she's getting married here in Australia, but she, I believe, is a Brit. Oh, lovely. Here's a question I would love answered, but not entirely wedding-y, but here it goes. I'm having a holiday in the sun for Christmas, but every time I go in the sun, my face becomes red and blotchy. As we're having our wedding in the sun, I do not want to be red and blotchy for the photos. Yes. Any advice on how to prevent this would be great. As you know, we're having a beach wedding in Queensland. Thanks in advance. You're awesome. And I hope you have a lovely time in Australia this Christmas. Mm. We'll see my lovely list. And she's written smile emoticon. (laughs) Written it. Great. I love that. Because she's gorgeous. (laughs) So um, this is an interesting one. Yeah. Now you have, in just to go to your book, Yeah. uh, you have a whole whole little chapter about... um, about I like long term beauty. The long term mm. beauty stuff. It's page one hundred and fifty four. Skin um, is a difficult one. Skin is a difficult one, and I am not in any way an expert about Neither skin. Am I, just by the um, way, I did actually have Zoe Foster Blake, who is um, I don't know if you've heard of Go to Skincare, a really fantastic range of um, of. Um, skincare. We're talking about your sister in law. No, she's not your sister in law. No, she's, she's your. This is how I feel like yeah. your. <laughs> Can we just explain quickly? Because my overseas listeners yeah. might not get the connection. <laughs> Just bear with me. Okay. Alex, your brother is Andy Lee. Yes. A quite a popular Australian yeah. radio. He's a big dog. TV, yeah. big dog personality. Yeah. Gorgeous human being. He He's on air, brother from another mother. Yes. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> He's Hamish Blake. Yes. So Hamish and Andy, if you Google them, you'll have a really good time. Yeah. They're very. Yeah. In fact, if you need a break from wedding planning Please and just down- want to oh, have for a bit of a bit of downtime, bit of a giggle. Do yourself like I would that. say they're the number one go-to people. I agree. Yeah, I agree. I'm a bit biased, obviously. But well, you're, you're paid via family means to say that, <laughs> but I'm not. Yeah. And I've worked with them over the years. They're wonderful people and they're fucking funny. And you're allowed to say the F word on my, yeah. my podcast. However, Hamish, stay with me. Yep, got it. Is married. To now Zoe. we go to Zoe. Yep. Zoe in Australia and actually internationally. Yeah. Very well known. She's written books. Yep. A lot of beauty stuff. Beauty editor for Cosmo. Again. Um, yeah, and so she is, is she the She should be the person here answering yeah, this we question. Yeah, we need her here. Zoe, yeah. where are you? We, um, oh, but that was long, she... but it was good. <laughs> we got there. Uh, so <laughs> Zoe did help me write that secret in the book because I figured I know zero about skincare and that sort of thing. So spoke to someone who knew what they were talking about. Um, and that is one of the 60 secrets that are in the book. And so she... Um, for the long, so for, for, I guess, your wedding, stopping blotchy sun-kissed mm. face in your wedding day. Mm. Um, 
couple of things. Again, I'm not the expert in this. We're but just going to disclaimer. Neither of us yeah. are experts, but he's what we think. Yeah, so I don't want to be no like, no one's going to sue Go us. get a hydraulic peel with the blah, blah, Don't do that, Ingrid. Don't do that. We don't even know what that is. Um, but I guess, like, this sounds so silly, but just get a really good um, physical sunscreen underneath your makeup yep. is, a, is an important one. Maybe try to limit the t- without sort of feeling like you've got to have your head under a hood the whole time. Mm. Um, do make have options for shade on at, on the day so that you can you know the ceremony might be out in the sun, but maybe um, if you can put up some little canopies or something on the beach Great. so that if it is particularly hot, there is option not just for you but your guests as well. Absolutely, you don't want ninety year old Nana just you know dying of heat, heat exhaustion on the that on would the be beach. Really terrible, <gasps> Downer. If that happens, um, <laughs> Deb, Debbie Downer. Um, so that would be helpful. And just um, if you haven't already bought your dress, think about. Um, I guess you know skin being exposed is one thing but also just having a practical dress for a beach wedding so you want to um obviously the the direct sun might affect your face but also just being hot so maybe have try to choose a dress that's a a lighter material or that you know doesn't have too many layers maybe Mm. doesn't have sleeves whatever it is that's going to make sure that you're comfortable and breezy on the day some aeration going i've just i've just motioned to my and i like it's like my underarms it's like half monkey kind of like thing aeration which is really nice in alex's home for me waving my (laughs) sweaty pits pits around (laughs) saying pits on a wedding (laughs) very classy Um, hydration hydration is very important again Think about this for your guests as well as for you. Yes. Um, it's funny because you kind of – everyone's so keen to get the beers and the bubbles cracked Ooh. straight away. But have – and it doesn't have to be expensive. You can either get your caterer to organize it or you can do it yourself. Just get like a couple of tubs with some ice and just a handy a way that doesn't have too much rubbish or fiddling around having mm. to pour drinks. Just get like little bottles of the San Pellegrino or whatever water and then just have like a cup of straws nearby so that um, – you don't need a waiter there pouring glasses of water, but people, as Nana's starting to dehydrate, yeah. you someone can bring her over a glass of water. That's such a good suggestion. I think a lot of people forget about that period of time when the ceremony's on could be depending on what your ceremony consists of. It could be 20 minutes, it could be two hours. Yeah. Don't do two hours. No, don't do two Please hours. don't do two hours. Plus, remember that they, or, the, or your guests and your groomsmen, are going to be there before you get there too. So yeah. they might actually have already been out in the sun for the half an hour before you're yes. even there. Sweating so get that out. stuff, even if you're saving your, your alcohol goodies for after the ceremony or have them before, whichever you fancy, definitely make sure there's plenty of water for everyone before the ceremony starts. That's a great point. And also, as you said, it, we've said before, you don't want people to get too drunk, you before mm. give them some water yeah yeah water doesn't hurt yeah it helps it helps and it's good ingrid that you've had a bit of a test run and you realize that your uh, skin might react this way to yeah. a hot weather because then at least you know and you're not going to be surprised on the day yeah remember solange what's solange what <laughs> she talking what? about what <laughs> what's this beyonce's sister oh okay yes yeah, like, like we're friends with her do you remember solange do you remember oh, yeah, when we were at her wedding yeah. yeah remember the day we were hanging out with her apparently she had some hives on her wedding really? day the paps why do i know this shit <laughs> the paps caught photos of her with hives but they took her back to the hotel gave her a antihistamine yeah all fine so i think antihistamine is one of those un- things that everyone should carry in their mm. bags just one or two tabs yeah because it fixes everything yeah the other thing that um advice that zoe gave me for the brides who were reading was um 
if you're going to try if you're concerned about someone speak to speak like go and see a beauty therapist i don't have a personal beauty therapist but find one and um and just speak to them and really ask them what they think and anything that you're going to try give it a test run a month or so beforehand just so you don't want to be the week of the wedding going oh i better i've run out of time i better get onto that yeah and then actually coming up with a really bad reaction so just um ask someone who knows because we definitely (laughs) don't know (laughs) but um and try it early and give it a test run yeah and don't be using any strange creams or potions or lotions the day before your wedding if you're in a nice hotel i would say even if they're saying here's a beautiful range of shit carry it for later yeah put in your handbag Don't do anything crazy. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Ingrid, thank you. And I love hearing from you, Ingrid. I'm glad. I've been trying to give Ingrid some suggestions for long-distance planning. Oh. Getting her... Oh, because to to get the Brits back over to here? Yes. family coming? Yeah, 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 everyone's coming. So um, I feel like Ingrid's been with me for quite a while. So thank you, Ingrid. I love hearing from you. Do we have time for one last question? This might sound strange, but I'm just going to call out down the hallway. B? Yep, no. She's calling now. This, I'm going to keep this in because she's a doting mother, and your new, nearly sister-in-law yeah. has just walked your beautiful baby around the block around the, while we record the a podcast. Streets of Richmond. Um, this is a good yes. time because your next book, yeah, is going to be about pregnancy. So, so sixty secrets for a happy bump will be out in September. Um, and she's had a happy bump. So it's, I had a well, really did you have happy, a happy bump. I just totally I did have a really really happy bump, and I had an amazing birth. Um, it's fun, yeah. It was amazing, and there's like you hear real horror stories, horror stories about giving birth, and I'm probably I don't want to be one of the annoying people who's like it was amazing, but <laughs> honestly, it really is about your mindset, and it's half luck, half mindset. So I was just lucky that George is a legend, and he came out really well. It was four hours, which was like oh, it's like a dream. Just well, good says, and says bad. the woman who's never had a big <laughs> thing come out of her vagina. <laughs> It's like a dream. Four hours of something coming out. (laughs) What do I know? Um, But it was amazing. But the nine months in the lead up to it as well, like again with planning a wedding – it's only with Ingrid that even nine months. Was it Ingrid that's nine months out? Uh, it was a uh, lovely uh, Vanessa. Oh, Vanessa. Sorry, Vanessa. No, please. Um, you are, yeah, just imagine. Just It's the same amount of time that you have to make a baby. And... Um, yeah, it's a really it's like a total roller coaster, but you can definitely have a happy bump, and yeah, that's what the next book will be talking about. We're gonna have lock Alex in a room because she's got a <laughs> deadline coming up. I know. <laughs> My sister to be in law will be walking George around the block for a the next of six months. <laughs> Where is that kid? If you were, here's a question I always love, and I haven't asked this on the podcast for a while. If you were to go back and get married at exactly where you met Paul the first time. Oh. Oh, where would it be? It, well, oh, gosh, actually. And you had to get hit yeah. at that point, at that place. <laughs> well, I would be um, about nine years old. Oh, well, this is creepy. <laughs> <laughs> well, this took a turn for the weird. <laughs> and Paulie Paul would be 12, and it would probably be at the backyard at my parents' place. Well, that's nice. Mm. So he was um, a very best friends with my um, brother growing up. So they used to play hockey together right. and were inseparable. Um, and I, I had a, I kind of blocked this from my memory. But when we got engaged, one of my girlfriends was like, "You used to have photos of him in your locker in year eight. And so I definitely, <laughs> widow, I know. 
<laughs> and when did you start going out? Not till I was, we were like, I was 25 or something. Wow. So I had a bit of a crush on him when I was a little, and he was, was would have been, yeah, like year 11 and would not have even looked twice okay, at me. Forget it. And then, um, and then we didn't see him for years and years. And then my, um, eldest brother is in a band and Cam, um, was playing a gig and, um, Paul happened to be at this gig when, yeah, I was, he was when 28, I was 25. And then, um, we just I hadn't seen him in ages and we just sort of started chatting and doing all the polite hello friends younger sister how is life these days kind of questions and then after a little while I'm like he's really just talking to me for longer than the required polite amount of time right. to talk to the little sister and then yeah and then it kind of just happens from there how lovely yeah and you've got that family connection which yeah. is nice everyone it, gets along yeah I'm assuming yeah yeah no it did and it made um made sort of like the wedding planning sort of side of things in terms of in-laws and managing you know mother-in-laws and all that sort of thing it was just I was felt very very lucky because Lainey his mum is Elaine is a legend and it just meant we all yeah we all knew each other everyone was able to you know have a bit of a bit of a laugh about everything and it that's just great yeah, it was really good see I think that's a gift when people get along and families can connect together because yeah. that's pretty unusual yeah it is and if it's not the case with every family and that's um yeah that's kind of one thing in my research for the book I was finding that um relationships not just with your partner but the relationships with your suppliers with your celebrant with your um bridesmaids with your family all of those relationships are one of the things that um can cause a lot of conflict and a lot of anxiety in the lead up to a wedding. Um, so being able to manage them in the healthiest way you can is a really important thing. Um, one of the secrets in the book is about families and culture. So mm. it's sort of just um, reminding people that you might have, it, particularly if it's, you know, if you're cross-cultural lovers and you've got sort of two different backgrounds and two different sets of priorities from both your family and your partner's family, um, but that can be really tricky at times. It's a bit of a Absolutely. hard one to navigate. Um, but yeah, there's yeah, there's a I, I won't bang on too much about it now. But there's things you can do. Just it's really just about the way you frame. It's being aware that these might be a couple of hiccups mm. and acknowledging and kind of I guess trying to um, have some way like some frameworks I guess that you can start discussions with people. Same way about when you want to talk to your parents or, or parents-in-law about money. It's so awkward to feel like, hey, dad-to-be. Let's talk about you? cash. Yeah. Like you can – but there's ways you can do that so that you don't feel like you're being spoiled or have a sense of entitlement and that they have the opportunity to not feel pressured and that they can – you know, it's, it's hard. Like it's such a minefield, all of that sort of stuff, and which family's giving more or – Mm. Your your family might not be in a position to be able to do that, but there there are lots of other ways that a family member can feel involved and like they've contributed to the wedding. Because um, that's one thing too. If your parents are not in a position to to put in financially for your wedding, um, it's you'll be doing them a favor by being respectful of that and giving them the opportunity to be involved in other ways. They might Absolutely. help with flower arrangements. Yeah. They might do a reading for you. Like there's, it's not. It doesn't. It's very hard for the you know the bride and groom or bride and bride and groom and groom to have an exact fifty fifty split. But um, you know, if you and your partner can be aware of how your parents 
all the important figures in your life might be feeling mm. that will help alleviate some of that stress. And and I think, you know, you hit it on the head there. For me, a bride chiller, I always sort of say, is, can see a different perspective. Yeah. And just put yourself, before you go crazy, the yeah. difference between the bride chill and the bridezilla, which we don't talk about because yeah. they're not, that don't no, exist. No, no. But he's being able to go, okay, someone's reacting this way. Why? Maybe let's try and see it. And again, money makes people act weird. Yeah. And it can be really uncomfortable, especially yeah. like you're saying, if they don't have, they want to go, oh, I wish we had 10 grand or whatever yeah. to give you, but we don't have it. And it can make people feel bad, especially if the other family's going, oh, here's money, we're throwing, yeah. you know. So it's, yeah very it can be hard and everyone's different yeah and it yeah everyone is different and what the experience like if you're some of your friends have been married before you their experience will be different to yours absolutely and so you don't feel like you need to follow a certain thing you might like some cultures um it is exactly a given that the bride's family pay for everything Mm. and that you know that might include the bridesmaids dresses the bridesmaids shoes the bridesmaids nail polish like everything um that might not be something that you're in a position to do or that you want to do um and just because your friends have that sort of wedding it doesn't mean that you have to do the same so yeah that's another kind of um one of the secrets in the book as well talks about um, dressing your bride slaves, as I like to call them. Um, I also bride <laughs> slaves, and I say made chillers. It's yeah, my new nice. one. Now. Good. Um, and they like, yeah. There's not, there's not just one way to do it. So, yeah. um, if budget is something that you, you know, you need to consider, the f- easiest way to cut money is have less bridesmaids. Um, and there's a whole other reason, for, you know, pros and cons for having a small bridal party, and you can learn through, you know, work through that in the book. But um, you could yeah you don't have to do every single thing and you can you know have that discussion with your bridesmaid speak to your family about what they feel comfortable doing what you feel comfortable doing and your partner mm. um yeah it's, it's really just a being aware if you can try to be aware of your behavior and how your behavior is influencing other people and how other people's behavior makes you feel that's really the first step to be a happy of bride, society, really, really though, yes. isn't it, Alex? We should all be doing this every day, yet we don't. Good golly. You're a gem. Thank you. Thank you so Thanks. much for sharing this time with us. That's a pleasure. With me, with we. Well, let's run with... We've got all our listeners. It is a we. It is, and all my assistants. Yeah. Keep it down. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very in demand. They're probably going to go and just warm my tea to yep, I think 38 so. degrees. <laughs> I like it just, but it's the, what, what's body temperature? 36. 36 37 and a half. Great. I, I was down at yeah, half a degree. would be mortally ill. With, um, not a parent yet, so I don't <laughs> know that. Hey, thank you so much for coming on. Pleasure. People, thank you. please listen uh, to Monday's episode if you haven't heard it already. Also, you will be kicking yourself if you're not in the running to win a copy of Alex's beautiful book. So go to our various Instagram pages. Yeah. I'll send you the thing so you can put it up too. Yes. We'll do it together. Yes. Team effort. And uh, write to us and tell us three things you're not going to worry about. Yeah. And I guarantee you won't be worrying if you read (laughs) Alex's book. There it is. Thank you. If you have a question for the Save the Date Wedding Podcast, visit savethedatepodcast.com. So easy. And if you would like more information about Alex and her next project about being prego, that's what we would say in Australia. (laughs) Prego. Prego. Up the daft. Up the <laughs> uh, Where would we visit? Uh, you can visit 60secrets.com.au. She's going to have 50 million of these books out. <laughs> Next time we talk, I'll probably be doing a different podcast and she'll be doing 60 Secrets of Car Maintenance. <laughs> Is that a good? No, that's a boring one. That might be a bit boring. We'll 60 uh, Secrets of 
getting cash getting from somewhere. Yeah, that's a good one. We'll, we'll work on it. That one wasn't as strong as I wanted it to be. Alex Miles, thank you so much for coming thank on the show. Thank you for having me. Oh my gosh, you're such a pleasure. Hey, listeners, have a happy week. Happy days. Save the date wedding podcast. Don't plan your wedding without it.